Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes after iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. It, they take care of everything, distribution. They help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. Section 336. Ready, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. The Orioles are off to a rough 1-2 start, which actually feels a lot worse than that. But why are a lot of people saying that this could get that this is just the beginning and things could get a lot worse for the Orioles? My four-year-old son starts White Marsh Rec League T-ball this Saturday with each of 18 teams being named after real MLB teams and wearing similar uniforms. Find out which team I will be buying a cap for this week. Lots of big controversy last night over a little bunting. It all seems like a whole bunch of strawberries, and we know all about strawberries. So do we have anything new to add to the conversation? I'm Josh Soroka. I'm Bert Rohde. And I'm Matt Soroka. All that and more on this edition of Section 336. Section336.com up birds, be ready to ride. Your host, Max Shashabird, are ready to fly. Baltimore's best, Section 336. The number one sports broadcast gets you fixed. What's the news? Let's talk about Buck, our favorite Orioles. What's the latest lineup? Home runs and stolen bases. This is a trip. Stay tuned in at 336. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. I am, of course, Matt Stoke. I already introduced myself. <laughs> um, your The intro song says, let's talk about Buck. Is is uh, Buck on the hot seat? How much? When are we going to need to change our lyrics to, let's talk about um, Brady, Kirby, or whoever as, as Brady takes does, over. When Brady starts doing everything. This yeah. is the last year of his contract, so we might um, have a new song next year. Tell you guys, if you want to have some fun... Turn on 105.7 after after the Orioles lose two games. And watch everyone freak out. As the callers this morning were calling in, demanding for Buck to be fired and Dan Duquette to be fired. And they did nothing this offseason. This team has just been is just worse. And it's the worst coached game ever. The, he, Buck could not even coach them to get a hit. All right. Before we get to, to the bad, and we'll, get to, and we'll certainly get to the bad, the opening day was pretty good. Opening day was good. Opening day was a lot of fun. It has, it had, as a, as far as a baseball game goes, it has all the things that you wanted to have in a game. You had a great defensive play by 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 by, by Gentry. You had some offense. Um, you had a, a tight game going to extra innings, which was fun. You had a great start in pitching by Dylan Bundy. Even the relief by I know people giving Brad Brock a hard time, but I thought he pitched well. And we got to see some free baseball of it. So kudos to Brad Brock for giving us free baseball. And and we got a walk off by Cap Ten. We got a walk off by by Adam Jones. So all around an amazing. And the weather was fantastic. The weather, too. the weather, was gorgeous great. weather. Yeah. yeah. So you guys were there, and yes. Dad. Yeah, with I think with Easter and everything this weekend, it seems like it's an eternity away. 
that that opening day was. Yeah, it was Thursday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was a long weekend. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I think Burton had a great time. Uh, I got down there early. I was going to go meet up with Bert, and I put in the little GPS, and it was a 25-minute walk to the bar. <laughs> so I said, no, thank you, and I went on in, and uh, I just walked around the stadium, checked things out, went down and checked out the, the new netting behind home plate. You know how it extends past the dugout now? Yeah. Uh, checked that out. Went out to uh, went out to the to the statues. What's that called? Uh, Heroes Park? Memory? Legends? Legends Park. Legends Park. That sounds yeah. right. Legends Park sounds right. That's new to me. I never knew that. Uh, yeah. Because when you walk through there, your phone buzzes and says, you're near Legends Park. Oh. Yeah. Um, as I was walking through there, I was like, I'm surprised there's no movie or TV show that takes place in Baltimore where guys come and just talk to the statues for <laughs> advice. I'm like, Buck, they, why have the Orioles not done a bit where Buck is out there talking to the Earl Weaver statue? Yeah, yeah. What are we doing wrong, Earl? Right. Right. Why can't we get more than three hits? And Chan Cisco gets two of them, and it's a bunt. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Now, now the funny, the funny part would be that besides Earl, everyone else on that Legends Park is alive. So you're talking to a statue of a live person. Yeah, I guess. I does a does the person the statue is memorializing have to be dead before you're allowed to talk to well, the statue? I, I when think, you're talking to the statue, you're talking to the statue in its prime. I don't want to talk to Cal Ripken at the age of 55. I want oh. Cal Ripken in his prime. Yeah. And if you really old, wanted to talk to Cal fat. Ripken, you could probably track him down. Right. <laughs> old, old fat Cal Ripken was at opening day. Yes, he was. Sitting with Brady Anderson, I think. Yeah, but he's not a statue. No. No, he's not. Although some should argue that his physique <laughs> is statuesque. Fair enough. <laughs> right. We'll get that one eventually. Hey, that netting. That that netting. Are you guys aware that if the ball, like if the third baseman throws the ball over the first baseman's head, it hits the netting, that ball's still in play. Maybe. Oh, maybe that's it's interesting. Not, so Major League Baseball has yet to rule on it. So it's the lead umpire's discretion every night to to tell Buck and the other manager Cause, how they're going to play. Yeah. That's a disaster and waiting to happen. And that's along. And it's not just the Orioles that added that this offseason. A bunch of stadiums added it. Yeah. Sure. And Major League Baseball didn't even think about we need to address this because I feel like there's to be some trick plays right there. A little accidentally throw it over the pitcher's head, sure. right. the first baseman's head, <laughs> off the netting. Throw the guy out second. Depends on how much like bounce back the yeah. netting has. Right, you, I'm sure Buck's out there throwing balls off the netting and seeing <laughs> well, I'm sure what's the it, bounce back like. Right. If it was if Belichick was coaching this team, the net would tighten up when we're in the field for a bigger bounce back exactly. and loosen when when we're uh, at the plate. That's right. But uh, opening day was a lot of fun. Bert, Bert went out beforehand. I hung out at the stadium. Yeah. I think you arrived after the ceremonies. So I caught. I, uh, I caught. Uh, I caught the first pitch of the game. You I did. saw Richie Bansells. I you saw did. Richie Bansells throughout the first pitch. You came in That's in my time first for memory. Um, <laughs> my, <laughs> you then disappeared around the eighth or seventh or eighth inning, like you normally do. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, or you're you always do the I'll be back, and then you never come <laughs> and then back. Then I don't come back. <laughs> you never come back, and I'm like, I'm like. I, and when he says I'll be back, it means like the next game. Right? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna come I'll back. See you at the it podcast. Means, exactly. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> so you you laughed, and I'm like. Uh, Ninth, I'm getting up. I'm like, oh, Bert missed a good game, and then they tie it up, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> I guess Bert's not coming back, and I'm gonna stay here a few more innings by myself. <laughs> guy behind me, dad wasn't dad wasn't here, so once Bert left, that guy was talking. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but I had, now, a, I had a bit of fiasco on the light rail getting home. Oh yeah, I know you were a little nervous about the light rail. Getting down there was fine. It was not a problem at all. 
Okay. Because um, I saw it was very crowded. Did you see, did you see his, his I, Uber pick? I was concerned because I saw a selfie on the light rail. Yeah. And then hours went by, and I was like, what happened to Bert? I didn't make uh, it. We need an update. <laughs> no, I made it. Um, but coming home, I didn't almost. I almost didn't make it. What happened? Um, you I gotta be careful. Bert. I dozed off a little bit in the light rail. <laughs> oh, that's, <laughs> that's a back. problem. How much have you had to drink before this? Uh, a fair amount. <laughs> I'd say fair. Uh, that's a good say, number. Let's just say Bert was fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was like JJ Hardy. Spring training all over again. Okay, I got you. All right. But I I was awoken. At the light rail station, I think around North Avenue, where the train had stopped and everyone got off the train and they're just looking at me through the open door saying you need to get off the train. Uh, They need to switch trains or something wrong with this train or something. So I got off and it's just this whole light rail station packed full of Orioles fans and we had to wait for the next train. But fortunately, like friendly Orioles fans that we have here in Baltimore, they they woke me up and didn't just leave me sitting on the train. <laughs> where I proceeded to take the light rail back to the Mount Washington Village Station where my car was parked, and I, I made it home okay. I would have loved it if they went and parked the light rail and, <laughs> and you just woke up in the middle of the night. It would have been bad news if I woke up, like, in Timonium and my car's in Mount uh, yeah. Washington, and that would have been bad. But uh, it was okay. I, I'll tell you this. I won't do it again. The light rail. <laughs> I, yeah. no, I, won't do, the, I won't be doing light rail anymore. No, the light rail's horrible. Yeah. It was it was fine for opening day. It was fine because I was coming straight from work. The light rail station is literally right in the parking lot of my office building, so that was convenient. But you know, yeah, especially a night game. You know, there was a there were, there was a bit of a shade factor in a broad daylight game on light rail. So I'm certainly not riding the light rail home alone eleven o'clock on a Tuesday night. Yeah, you gotta be careful about falling asleep. There is that movie with Nicole Kidman called Lion. Did you guys see that film? I did. Oh, I, I, I was like lying. The kid fell asleep. <laughs> yeah. And then next thing you know, he doesn't see his family for 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> that could have been me. <laughs> that could have been you. <laughs> I I was exactly like lying. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that would that's bad news. Yeah, that's a very dangerous situation. <laughs> uh, but it was a very fun opening day. I caught it with some old friends. Uh, Josh and I sat together. The two guys sitting next to me were who you uh, sold the tickets right, to I, at StubHub. To- all right, I totally forgot about this. At one point, <laughs> Matt, mid-game, yeah, uh, Bert and I are sitting there. I look over. You stole my ticket on StubHub. Okay. Yeah. All right. Some some uh, some guys next to Bert were also enjoying themselves. And I'm sure there's a lot of drinking going over the day. And they got up more than anyone I've ever sat with at a ball game to use the bathroom. They were in and out so many okay. times. The more you drink, the more you pee. At one point, <laughs> mid-game, mid- <laughs> mid-game. There's action on the field going on. I'm focused on the game. I look over. Bert is leaned over on the guy with his hands up, rubbing under the guy's beard. What are you talking about? <laughs> what? You don't remember this? No. <laughs> Bert, Bert, is, Bert is laying on the guy. Is there is there picture a, evidence? He has a big red beard. He's got, he's, he's he looks like Yukon Cornelius. <laughs> he's got a big red beard. Bert's leaning on Bert's leaning on his friend who is between Bert and the beard. Reaching over to, to tug on to the beard, fondle, to fondle he, this man's he beard. Is, he is under the beard. Was it for good luck? And then he's and then he's pulling it <laughs> to make sure it was real. You think maybe it was fake? I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> I would say it's out. It, that was probably around the fourth inning, fourth fifth inning. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. It's until the you brought second up the year in a row. I I overdo it on opening day. I think. <laughs> uh, I won't. Fun. I won't be that bad on, on future games. I know that. <laughs> I worry about you, Bert. I worry about you. 
I had a blast though. It was it was a great game. I totally forgot about that until you brought those guys up. That was awesome. Rubbing I, some man's beard. As I saw it, I I reminded myself I must bring this up on the podcast. And it wasn't. It was like young guys. They were like our age. Yeah, it wasn't old. <laughs> All right, the old guy behind us, like not directly behind us, but behind us and a little over. You know, with what, the big white beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He Lo- shaved. Love him. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, good. Yeah, for I don't him. know if you noticed. I didn't notice. But either there was another old man in his seat, or he shaved. Yeah, that's the cool thing about season tickets, though. You get to go to the games, and you see these people over and over again because um, they got similar plans yeah. to you. Before, while I was waiting for Bert, should mention I, I hung out with Ryan Blake, spent some time with him, and uh, I'm not going to put his story out there, but if you ever hang out, run into Ryan Blake, ask him about his relationship with Nick Swisher. Okay. Oh, I feel like I've, I've heard this story. Did you tell me about it? I told it? you this story. Okay, that's where I heard it. <laughs> right, right, right before you started canoodling with the bearded band. <laughs> Oh, man. So, I had a good time with him. I wanted to mention, too, we brought up, I arrived uh, in our seats just as Richie Bansells was throwing out the first pitch, and they had him do it because he just retired this past offseason. Sure, Richie Bansells. He's been the head athletic trainer for the ball club since we were kids. He was always a staple of the team team picture. You always saw Richie Bansells sitting down there in the front. Uh, And when he threw out the first pitch, they were playing Margaritaville over the stadium loudspeaker. Mm. And the very next night, me and my wife went to see Jimmy Buffett at the Royal Farms Arena, the Chicken Box, and we we were on the floor. We splurged for floor seats. Okay, look at you. And we bumped into Richie Bensells down there on the floor. So I, I walked past him at first, like, I know that guy. So I went back and talked to him, and I said, you're Richie Bensells. I saw you throw out the first pitch yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yep, that was me. At least you remembered that. That's good. Uh, <laughs> I, said, I said to him, I noticed when you threw out that first pitch, they were playing Margaritaville, and I thought to myself, I bet he's going to that Jimmy Buffett concert. And sure enough, here you are. <laughs> and you bump right into him like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, oh, that's cool. The weird thing is Laura then told me he, she started, he started rubbing under Richie's Yeah, Bantel's chin. <laughs> He's got a nice beard now. And Jimmy Buffett's show, Richie Bentel's must have been right down front because between like every other song, Jimmy Buffett's like, ladies and gentlemen, head athlete. Athletic Orioles trainer Richie Bensells right down here with us celebrating his retirement. Like <laughs> I have heck? the whole concert I'm recording. It's like at least five times Richie Bensells gets a shout out during a Jimmy Buffett concert. I didn't realize he's such a big deal. Richie <laughs> um, I'm going with the Jimmy Buffett's pretty old, and he kept reading the same note card and forgetting that he read it two songs previous. Yeah, or I think a couple times it was like uh, Richie Barnsells or like <laughs> you know, the names said wrong. Uh, but yeah, it was that was funny. I I've I always. Uh, kick myself because I need to keep section 336 cards in my pocket because he would have been somebody I would right. love to ask questions and I don't normally ask questions of guests but no, he's somebody I, thing, yeah. I would want to know like what's the grossest injury you've ever had right. to take care of <laughs> you're gonna be like yeah so tell me about these rub downs <laughs> what do you do with the guys with the beers <laughs> right exactly <laughs> alright so uh, do we have any serious business to get to tonight <laughs> yeah let's, yeah today's show is brought to you by Loop League Hey-o. Like uh, it's been the past few weeks. Uh, March Madness ends tonight, right? Games tonight? Yep. Villanova, Michigan. So you guys know you, you got in on our Loop League March Madness uh, tournament. We, we Hopefully you got in on our Loop League, pick the MLB playoff teams because that's gone. LoopLeague.com. It's not a gambling site, but it lets you administer all your own like pools for sporting events and other things. Uh, it's made by Coconuts. Uh, listeners of Section 336, you can do single events or multi-events. So check them out on Twitter, at Loop League. 
and uh, just tweet at them any ideas you have for what another what a tournament or pool would be that you'd like to do with your guy with your friends. Yeah, go and I sign think, up for Loop League because when you support them, you support us. So if you're, right. by supporting them, you're supporting the show, Section Three Three Six. Yeah, so they uh, they built this because fans have no off season. That's their slogan, and we really enjoy the site. I do have an update in our March Madness brackets. Yeah, explain what's going on here. Cause yeah, what's going somebody on? Somebody told me I was I was in first place, but it doesn't look like what's that. What's going on is Bert doesn't know how to read a bracket. First place currently with fifty two point six points is David Thornton. But who does David who Thornton cares? have to win? Yeah, who cares? I don't who know. Does he have to win? I can't tell where to find that. I don't. Um, Go, view picks. You got to do view picks. Uh, oh, what am I doing here? View picks. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, we're just doing. And this. then select the event. Okay. It's very um, intuitive, right there. You guys can talk while I'm looking for this. <laughs> no, we're going to shut down the show. We'll shut down the show till we find out. Because, you, both, you both made your baseball picks, is, right, on Loop League? I did. Because yep. it was the same ones I made on the show. All right, you want to know what David the, Thornton has? Because, because the, the, the question becomes, it doesn't matter who's in first now. It who who has um, Villanova or Michigan Ooh, this to win is, it? This is fun. David Thornton has Michigan. Oh, really? And I have Villanova. And Bert has Villanova. Bert somehow. And who's in second place? There's someone between you and David. Christopher Betts. Yeah, that sounds right. And Who Chris, does he have? Christopher Betts, I'm looking up. If he doesn't have one of those, he's done. Right, right. That's where I am. I am done because I don't have one of those. Yeah, I was done a month ago. He has Villanova. Oh, crap. So, so, so I can't win. No, no. so it's probably going to be David or Christopher yeah, that's it. who are going to win our first Loop League March Madness. That's good for them. It, yeah. it, it wouldn't be right if I won tickets tonight at the yard. I feel like I'd be stealing it. From no, the I think I feel like if you won, we would have given you bragging rights, but we would have given the tickets to second place. And I still have to buy my own ticket. Mm, no, yeah. <laughs> wait, no, we're not in the business of strawberries and giving second place finishers prizes. So no, true. That's no true. That's not that's not our style. We are anti strawberry in section three three six. Absolutely. All right. So let's get to the Orioles. All right. They. Uh, Terrible. Did, Season's over. We did a good job of of not talking about the Orioles until they finally started <laughs> to hit the ball. So they got a couple of hits this inning, so we can talk. Okay, as they're playing the Astros in real time. Okay, in the in the top of the second inning. So, so uh, yeah, what happened? Yeah, <laughs> where, where, where do you want to start? They're one and two. Well, I guess we can start with the pitching. Um, Dylan Bundy was great. Unfortunately, he's not allowed to pitch every game. No, either because his arms he's too weak, or there's rule against it. I don't know, but he only pitches once every five days, and so outside of that, we have to watch other guys like Kashner. Who I thought Josh Josh he was supposed news. to be a, a Josh told a me ground just, ball guy. He only throws ground ball, a ground ball guy, <laughs> and every and, ball they hit was going over the. Fence. I know, and yeah. they, and everyone said, but he pitched in Texas. Texas is a fly ball. I, I'm blaming this on March. I think there's a problem. You should not be playing baseball in March. Yeah. So I'm going with March. Well, Kevin Gossman, I don't care what month you're playing in. He pitched in April. Those balls would have been out, out of the stadium, out of any stadium. I don't care what stadium you're playing in. I mean, they were. Tagging Kevin right. Gossman. Well, in f- they were tagging uh, Dylan Bundy for the first two innings, but th- they were staying in the ballpark. Remember, we, we yes, like every ball was it going was, to the warning track. It was unbelievable. And, even, and Gentry even saved what it was. Yeah, a home yeah, run. great right. play. Right, the ball was flying out, and I don't know if it's the cooler weather or or what it is, but yeah, it's just every ball opening day was deep, and then it, everyone. I mean, the Orioles didn't get any, but it was it was tough tough to watch. Um, Wait, so the well, which one of these is more concerning for you guys, the Kashner or the Gossman? Are they equally concerning? Um, I would say the Kashner because you guys spent two hours talking about him that night we signed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> about he's a ground ball yeah. pitcher. Gossman 
he did exactly what I thought Kevin Gossman was going to do, to be honest. Gossman's he's, more concerned. He's a slow start. I think yeah, he's a slow start, but he cannot afford to be a slow start. And he talked about how he got to spring training early and he was throwing early to make sure that he could get out to this hot start. And we were told that last year wasn't a slow start, that last year around midway through the season they found something on video that he was able to correct. Mm. So uh, Galsman's more concerning because he's the guy who really has to step up and be the ace of this team. Yeah. Um, Bullpen-wise, though, uh, the bullpens looked really good. Pe- Pedro Arojo. Arojo was fun to watch. Was was excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, My- My- Michael Gibbons has been excellent. Uh, does Brad Brock concern you, blowing his first save opportunity? Nah, I, no, not really, because part of that is he should have been out of that inning beforehand with the Chris Davis. Well, the, def- the defense of the Orioles, that might concern me a little bit. Beckham's been not playing well at third. Davis had a few misplays at uh, opening day. Yes, so it's done in his eyes business, yeah. Yeah. I'm not worried about Chris Davis. He's still a, a gold glove caliber first baseman. He might have had a bad game. It's like saying Adam Jones shouldn't play center field because he dropped a ball, kept blowing a right. bubble. And that's the He's thing. He's still the best option we have. Right. And the truth is, with all of this, I'm not going to be concerned about anything because we are three games in. I'm going to calm down. I'm not going to freak out about any of this. Maybe next week. Yeah. And, and the Brad Brock, there were some calls I think that could have went his way and didn't as yes, far as there were a couple walks. Tight pitches. Uh, so that doesn't and, – and, and even the hits were unlucky. They weren't hard-hit balls. So – that really, I'm not concerned at all about right. Brad Brock. I think he should stay as a closer. Actually, I always think they should go closer by committee, but whatever. Right, I agree um, with. That. I don't think you should have a closer unless you have a guy as dominant as Britain. I yeah. think without Britain, you just pitch whoever's hot right now. Like but, I, opening day, I think O'Day should have pitched the eighth and the ninth because he was so good in the eighth. Yeah, but it, but if they're sticking with Brad Brock, then I'm I'm okay with it. I think he's fine as the closer. I'm not. I I have confidence when he comes in the, into the game. Yeah, I'm uh, not. It's right. It's not. You're not putting up. Uh, what's his name? That was uh, all or nothing. Tommy Hunter. It's not like Tommy Hunter's up there where you're just waiting for things to fail. Yeah. So so now let, let let's get the offense if you guys don't mind. All right. Um. Here here are some numbers. Jonathan Scope one for thirteen. Yeesh. Chris Davis zero oh for twelve. This that is, is going into yesterday's game. Um, Adam Jones, 1 for 12. Tim Beckham, 1 for 11. Trey Mancini, 1 for 9. Kobe Rasmus, 0 for 6. How do you guys like those numbers? Those are just a few. Um, Not good numbers from guys we we are counting on. It's extremely disappointing when it's always supposed to be that the offense is always supposed to be ahead of the pitching. Yeah. And that offense... Uh, I feel like this happens. I feel like this happened last year. Like I feel like I remember making jokes about, oh, did they bring the bats back from Sarasota? Left the bats in the humidifier too long. Uh, it's just it's it's very frustrating when this team is built to score runs, and when you see other teams that are hitting the ball and scoring runs, it's frustrating. Well, you got to credit the uh, Twins pitching, right? And that's that's something you got to keep remembering. Is are they that, really that good? Right, Kyle Gibson is garbage. He yeah. is garbage, and he was throw- he threw a no hitter against us. He had a really good uh, right. He had a no hitter and it went, 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 six went, in a no hitter. Well, yeah. he was pulled for yeah. it, but he he left with a no hitter. Yeah, and he's garbage. I mean, we had an area of like five against us last year. That does that to me. Uh, Barrios is good, right? Um, so I get that what happened yesterday to to to, to us, but, but um, the the other guy Gibson's garbage. It's, it's fun to point out. Uh, how good of a, se- of a series Ryan Flaherty had down in Atlanta. <laughs> but when you look at the fact, you got to remember that he's playing the Phillies. It's not the Twins. It's not American League ball. They, he, you could put him in the Orioles lineup, and he would be another offer. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, and Adam Jones has looked so t- he's he swung at a ball the other day that landed five feet from the plate. Yes. He swung it again. When it was two and three, I believe. He, he has he has twelve at bats this year. So far, already has six strikeouts. Half the time he hasn't at bat. He's struck Yeesh. out. So and he he's looked terrible. And this and this is why I don't really care for people yelling about uh, the Davis leadoff slot isn't working because I don't think you can tell yet because the any slot in the lineup is not working for anyone tonight this this weekend. So you can like or dislike Davis in leadoff. I'm perfectly fine with Davis in leadoff. In, in my mind, I like it. Uh, something he did yesterday frustrated me where I was thinking, well, maybe I don't like him in there because he's not playing it the way I would want him to play it. But uh, he's gotten a, a couple. He's gotten at least one walk. But I, I can't argue about anyone else because no one has proven that they deserve to be the leadoff guy. Yeah, I'm not going to get all fired up about it, but I, I do think putting Chris Davis as leadoff is one of the dumbest things Buck has done since he's been here. <laughs> I think Davis takes more pitches than anyone else on the team. He just swung at the first pitch of the game and flew out to center field tonight right. on it, Monday. It must have been a really pretty pitch. No, there's Manny Machado is clearly the guy this season taking the most pitches. I can't. I literally can't. I was trying to figure out, like, someone make me an argument that convinces me. Like, if you showed me numbers, Josh, that says Chris Davis takes – two or three more pitches a game than anyone else. Okay, maybe that would convince me. Here's, Other than that, there, it, there's right. no logic behind putting a terrible hitter at leadoff, a terrible power hitter at leadoff. It doesn't make any sense in right. any level. Now, why? Well, so give me one reason why Chris Davis makes sense at leadoff. Because he's not going to get anyone out with the bases up. With the, <laughs> he's not going to fly out with people on. No, the idea with Davis and leadoff would be that he gets – last season he got more walks than anyone else on the team. And then they they start with the shift on him, which you would think means you can bunt and get a guy on right away. Davis, okay, David, and Davis but, said all the right things about how he worked on beating the shift, and he's going to bunt more, and this and this and this. Okay, he hasn't done any of it though. Okay, because you because you can throw out, and you're right. He had, the mo- he had the most walks last year on the team. He also though, do you know who had a better on base percentage than he did? Because that's the goal, right? That's what you mean. You mean Chris Davis has a on good base. on base percentage? Yeah. He gets on base more than other people. I'd say uh, Manny Machado. Here are Jonathan the people. Scope. Here are the people who had better on base percentages than him last year. Um, I'm not going to even mention Pedro Alvarez, who was only here for 14 games. Right. <laughs> but I'll mention Tim Beckham, even though his is a small sample. That's size That's a small too. sample size. He had a good month, bad month. Seth Smith, Trey Mancini, Jonathan Scope, Craig Gentry, Wallace okay. Castillo, Adam Jones, Manny Machado, all had better on base right. percentages than Chris Davis last year. Yeah. So, I I could see maybe if he was a high OBP guy, and, and you're right, he gets the most walks, but he also doesn't. I mean, last year I'm, he hit for an average of two fifteen. Right. Uh, it's it's got to be, and we all know, we all assume that last year was a down was a major down year for Davis. We all assumed he would be able to bounce back. He had to show something down in Sarasota for uh, Buck to believe that Davis can bounce is is back, and that Davis has found a way to to focus. Because it's, when he's up at the plate, it sure looks like mental issues, and you don't want a leadoff guy who who is struggling. Well, so, that, that's another reason. Like, why when you have not just last year two, in 2016, he was bad too, right? So why would you put a guy who's had some like mental issues? Maybe I don't know. If that's the right word, but like mind games or something, right. struggling, focus issues, uh, whatever. Um, also, a guy who is like he gets in his own head when he starts struggling. Right. Also, like why would you put that guy? The pressure of leading off your team to get on base. I, I guess because you're. I don't know. You're See, trying I, to get him more at bats. I don't well, know. Again, why I like, would you get one of your worst hitters more at bats? I that doesn't make sense right. either. 
because I think he has the potential to be one of your better hitters, and and we all just hope he could bring that back. It's a it's a I don't mind it yet because no one on the Orioles have hit, has hit well. If Beckham gets hot, if Gentry gets hot, if uh, Adam gets hot, I'm. I, I definitely think I like the strategy of putting your hottest hitters at the top. I, I, I would even disagree more. Like, I like Chris Davis. I'm, you know what? I'm better at Chris Davis at leadoff when he stinks. Because when he's on fire, when he gets on a hot streak, I don't want him at leadoff because all he does is either walk or hit home runs. And I'd rather have that where he can drive runs in. So even when he's playing well, I don't want him at leadoff. And when right. he's struggling, I don't want him at leadoff. Just in no scenario or situation do, do I want him I at leadoff. I, just, I don't think it matters that much. When no one's hitting the ball. Well, I, I think it matters. I don't think it matters that much either because he's only leading off for the first at bat of the game. Well, he, then he could flow anywhere in the lineup after that. Well, point. well, he gets more at bats than the number nine right. guy. But the guys at the bottom of the order have just as good of a chance of getting on base as the guys at the top of the order. Yeah, but here's a, a difference, though, Bert. Um, fans, if Chris Davis continues to struggle, fans are going to be quick to boo him batting leadoff. Where if he was batting seventh, I think fans would be less likely to get on him. They'd be less right. pressure. Are you Chris accusing Davis him successful. of being a strawberry that he can't handle it? I'm saying in the past, he has shown that when he starts to struggle, it snowballs, and he just gets yeah. worse and worse and worse. Right, and that's very concerning, and that's why. I so was, why would you again? Why would you bat him lead off? That's why I was surprised. I was sure that they were going to switch things up for the Houston series. I was surprised to see them continue with that lineup. Well, I mean, if you think it's a good idea, because Buck does, I think it's dumb. But if you think it's a good idea, then you got to stick with it, and you can't after three days. Right, like throw and, throw everything out and, and say, okay, we got to scratch everything, right. especially when everyone's failing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you keep on saying that, Josh, but I don't think it excuses the fact that no. the guy batting leadoff should not be batting leadoff, Chris Davis. <laughs> you know how many strikeouts Chris Davis has? Uh, do you know how many times he's gotten on base? Uh, Twice more than he's struck out. Okay, fine. Yeah, he only has one strikeout, which is pretty amazing for Chris Davis. Which means if those balls can start to drop. Maybe he'll get on base. Yeah. All right. Um, other thoughts about, I mean, the offense is, I mean, Manny Machado's walking, which is good to see. Um, any other thoughts on, on the offense so far? It's just been bad all around, kind of. You want to? You I, I want to see it turn around quickly, but the fact that we're playing in Houston for four and the Yankees for yeah. three, uh, I don't see it turning around quickly. It might be a few more weeks before we see right. some it's guys, a, that's schedule. awesome fireworks. Yeah, this that's schedule. April is tough. That's do you or look it's, at uh, the it's schedule? Three, it's, I'm sorry, I had it backwards. Three in Houston, then four in New York. Yeah, still. and then Toronto at home, and then we go to Boston and go to Detroit, Cleveland, yeah. Tampa, Detroit. It's a tough schedule. It's a really tough April. So uh, yeah, the, I don't know if the, you, these next seven games. I mean, against Houston and and Cle- and um. And then the Yankees. I mean, these next seven games. Well, maybe we'll have a chance to go up against some starting pitchers like the, like a Kevin Gaussman or an Andrew Kashner that other teams have that are terrible. Uh, the, but <laughs> those good teams don't have them. I mean, the good thing would be the Yankees are banged up. And hopefully we can, we can take advantage of that early in the season. But, uh, yeah, to go to Houston. Our, plus, that, did you notice that these first seven games of the season are all different start times? Like when you talk, when we talk about baseball players and how baseball players oh, are, weird. are so focused, yeah. they're so focused on their routines and everything. And every seven straight games, not a single time matches. Why? Why is? Why was today seven five and tomorrow eight eight ten? Uh, because today is the opening day for uh, for Houston. Why is is and why is Thursday night. for the Yankees a six thirty game? I don't know. Why is it? Why is it two ten on? Uh, well, on Wednesday, I that is that, crazy. It's, well, that, that, it doesn't make it. It's ridiculous. Well, the two ten is a getaway game, so you got to get out of Houston and get to New York. 
Right. So it's, a one o- it's a 1 o'clock game. Isn't Houston right. one hour difference? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's like a 1 o'clock get out of But still, game. it's a 635 in New York. Right. I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. And we don't. I felt like in the past we've had more off days in the first couple of weeks. Yeah, we only have one. I thought we were starting here in, in March because they want to give more off days throughout the season. Where where are off days? We, we, one, we already had one, and we have one next week, and then that's it. But for that's a while. it for the whole month, right? Till April thirtieth. Oh yeah, to last day of the month. That's a little weird. Yeah, it's weird. It's it's Major League Baseball out to screw the Orioles. It again. is. They're all always out to get us. I mean, we're gonna freaking open it up against. Uh, World Series champs unveiling their trophy. Good luck, Orioles. Right. And getting their rings tomorrow night. Yeah, against. And I think that's a, a Mike Wright Jr. versus Justin Verlander. Hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like those odds. Right, I like them apples. That'll be fun to watch. What a joke that is. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, the, the Astros planned that pretty well, though. Their welcome home series. Right, right. Who? What two pitchers would you like to face on the two nights you're getting uh, recognized for your world championship? Let's yeah. go with everyone in the entire league, if polled, would say... Chris Tillman, followed by Mike Wright Jr. Right. Yeah, you could not. When, if you can make that happen, we would really right. appreciate what it. Do you, think, they, you think you win the World Series, and then they say, who do you want your home opener to be? Yeah. It's like those high school homecoming games where you just want to beat up on some other team, right. and you schedule it. <laughs> and yeah. the Orioles are all like, oh, we can definitely help you out. All right. Let, let's get to the, the the Chance Cisco story. Oh, boy. To, to bunt or not to bunt? Yeah. I – um. So so, chances go seven down, seven nothing. You lay down a butt. I have a lot of thoughts on this. I want to. So one hitter at that point. Yeah. At well, and, and didn't Cisco have the one hit? Yeah. Yes. And it was a little bit of a shady one hit because the guy should have caught it. Um, that was a, a very much catchable ball that he just let bounce off the wall. Um, so oh, he misplayed it. That's right. He, yeah, he had put his glove it. up. It just went right past his glove. Yeah. Right. Rosario, the guy who had the amazing catch the day before. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. About the unwritten rules, and now I know Josh and I specifically, I don't want to call us strawberries, if Josh and I specifically are a little bit sensitive to some of the unwritten rules in baseball, specifically related to when another team's getting blown out. We're, we're sensitive? Yeah, because Josh and I... Because you've been there? We've been there. For a long time, there. played on a Monday night church softball league where we, league. we would routinely... routinely lose by double digits in this league. Sure. Yeah. And there was, when you did this, there was understanding when you hit the ball to a right fielder, first of all, please don't hit the ball to a right fielder. But if you <laughs> if you do, he's going to like throw his glove down and right. roll the ball back into the infield. Is, is that where the intern used to play? Just, just No, intern wasn't <laughs> old enough yet. Just take first base. You don't go to second when it's right. the last inning. You're up by 12 runs. And there's some of these unwritten rules. Don't get our guys caught in a rundown because they don't know how to do it and they just fall over. <laughs> yeah. And, and occasionally the teams would run up to score against us and there would be nothing. There are few things that would piss me off as much as another team running up to score. Sure. And we had our own little small ways to get back at the other team for violating this unwritten rule. Like, I, there's nothing I enjoyed more than when we played the wretched Faith Baptist team. Oh. <laughs> I mean, the crazy part is and, it was always churches. Yeah. And you'd get Faith upset Baptist. with churches. And I, there's nothing I would enjoy more than being at first base and a, and a less than two outs and a ground ball to the infield. Because I knew that ball was going to second base, and I was going to take out that shortstop like there was no tomorrow. <laughs> and that was my only way to get back at them beating our brains in every day or every Monday. Yeah, it's like if if you're already up by 12, why do you need to hit a three-run homer now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I'm sensitive to the being blown out and then running up the score. Sure. But but you also know, as a team that was being blown out all the time, we weren't get, we weren't you and I did not have the drive to quit. 
we would right. still be trying. Right. There were other guys on our team that would quit. Right. But that that's, but we that's just that way. one unwritten rule about running up the score. Yeah. And can I say one other thing about just unwritten rules in general? Mm-hmm. Unwritten rules in general. Right. Let's write them down. <laughs> Let's not write them down. Unwritten rules are one of the greatest things about baseball. It is. And all those people are coming out saying the unwritten rules are, are terrible and we need to get rid of them and they're killing baseball. You're just wrong. I mean, you're just wrong. Unwritten rules are great. They're great for baseball. Why? Because they add this, this element. Hold up. They add- the reason we don't like Joey Bats. First of all, because he always hits home runs off Darren O'Day, but also because when he hits the home runs, he did that big old bat flip, which mm-hmm. was breaking this quote-unquote unwritten right. rule. So it gives us a reason to hate Joey Bats, which is great. The same reason we hate Chris Sale, because there was all that drama last year when uh, they slid too hard into Dustin Pedroia. Mm-hmm. Then he threw at Manny Machado like behind his head. And so all of that gives me these unwritten rules, gives me a reason to, to to hate Chris Sale. Right. Now we can talk about how much we hate the Twins yes. because of the unwritten rules. Right, and then they'll throw – when when we play the Twins, they'll throw at Cisco now, and we can in hate July. them more. In I, they're, July. They're, they're not going to throw at Cisco, but but all these unwritten rules add villains to, to, to the game. Mm-hmm. It also spurs great debate because, like, in football, they have these stupid debates about is it a catch or is it not a catch? And then some guy c- c- comes on and says, well, technically, according to the rules, it is a catch. If you look at right. rule number 17, section E, point four, it's a rule. In baseball, we can just – there's no – it's not written down, so we can just go at it, and we can have this debate. And I would I would argue that if it was a no-hitter, Chancisco would have been wrong to bunt. Yes. Yes. He would have been well, wrong to bunt a no-hitter. And you may yes. disagree, yes. and we can have that argument, and that's kind of fun because there's no set rules here. And I think – He's these, well within his rights to do it. Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, yeah, but I think that the, these debates add an element to the game that are fun, and it adds to the entertainment. All you fake hypocrites who are saying you're against these these unwritten rules, you're you're liars. Because you, because it adds to the enjoyment of you watching the game. Sure. And even adds to you, like on Twitter, I tweeted out three times today about the Cisco thing. If the Cisco thing never happened, I would never tweet today at all. Right. But I tweeted three times because of it. <laughs> Baseball is boring enough. Imagine how boring it would be without these unwritten rules. And I'll tell you what. <laughs> I, called, I called my mommy today. Oh, by the way, I called two people today. I left voicemails on their phone. Right? Called them. Mm-hmm. Old school way. I didn't text them. Old school call. Yeah. It's they rare these days. Yeah. You know what they did back to me? Text this, back. this is what everyone's doing to me nowadays. FaceTime. Uh, uh, everyone's FaceTiming me now. I guess everyone wants to see you. Because they, they want to see the baby. They want to see si- <laughs> oh, okay. your baby. Silas. And so whenever. And so I, I call my mom like on the telephone. And then, you know, I left a voicemail. And then 30, 30 minutes later, she FaceTimed me. I was like, Mom, what are you doing FaceTiming me? I called you. Oh, I want to see the baby. So then, but anyway, why, why'd you answer on the toilet? But it, I know it, it's, it's great. You got to always be presentable because you can be FaceTime and then someone else FaceTime. It's ridiculous. What is these FaceTiming? What, what, what are we doing here? Anyway, I don't want to see your face. I, I barely want to talk to you. Why would I want to see your face? Anyway, so I was, I, when I, the first thing my dad and I talked about, because my dad was there too after I, my mom FaceTimed me, was um, the Chancisco bunt. Now, any other situation, any other scenario, the first words would have been how much Kevin Gossman sucks or what about our offense. Right. But but that was not the first conversation. The first conversation about Chan Sisko. So thank goodness for Chan Sisko and these unwritten rules because they distract us from how terrible the Orioles were <laughs> and they give us something to talk about like, and they're engaging I did like that tweet. and they're entertaining. <laughs> so I, I absolutely love the, the unwritten rules 
and you do too, even if you don't know it, you do, because it baseball is about entertainment. Unwritten rule gives you villains and heroes, and it gives you stuff to argue and debate about, and that's what's great about baseball. And even more than villains and heroes, in the case of Brian Dozer and the Minnesota Twins, it gives us strawberries. Yeah. yeah. When you when you say yeah, Brian yeah, Dozer's yeah. a strawberry? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Joey Bats is a strawberry. Yes. Yes. Chris Sale is a strawberry. And now we have new strawberries, which is great. Right. Jose Barrios and Brian Do- Do- Dozier. Uh, big strawberries. Right. At, here, here at Section 336, we were talking pre-show. We were going to start the 2018 All-Strawberry Team. And uh, I'll, I'll be bringing it in next week with a poster board where <laughs> little, we're... Little arts and crafts time. For throughout both. the course of the 2018 season, and the 336ers, the coconuts at home can help us with this, we're going to be inducting players into the All-Strawberry Team for 2018. And uh, it won't be official till next week, but you can guess... Brian Dozer and Jose Barrios are the first two inductees, and there will be many, many more. It is a long season, 162 games. We will have, I guarantee by the end of the season, we will have a strawberry for each position on the field. Guaranteed. I would assume so. And, and mostly I don't know. Because- I think catchers are pretty catchers are pretty strong guys. I don't know if you'll see a catcher strawberry. Uh, we'll see somebody crying about a, a, a pitch count or, or a, a framing a pitch. Catchers can be strawberries. Um, so it's interesting because, I mean, everyone agrees. I didn't hear one take that was different from the Twins are in the wrong here. Uh, yeah. Right. Francisco yeah, has every right to bunt. There was already a hit on the board. You're 7 nothing. You're trying and, to get back and, in the game. And you're shifting. Yeah. If you want to talk about unwritten rules, yeah. you yeah. were doing – the Twins were doing all types of shifts all weekend, and in that moment, they were shifting on him. What irritated me about, about uh, the bunt – is that Chris Davis did not go and do it right after him. Yeah. Where they were still shifting on Chris Davis. Chris Davis, the veteran, should have taken that example from Cisco and also bunted the ball. A home run wasn't going to help. You were down seven runs. Yeah. uh, uh, Buck Showalter on the radio before tonight's Monday night game, he was saying if Chances goes up in that situation again, he will do it again. And he should keep doing it again until they stop shifting on him. It's the perfect situation to do it because at that point, a home run doesn't matter. You, no. need, you need right. base runners. Yeah. There's no such thing as a seven-run home run. Get on base. Uh, you need at least three guys to get on base and then four more after that Yeah, to even be back in the ball game. But you bring up a good point. Major League Baseball should start con- to consider the seven-run home run. <laughs> <laughs> Put a little b- a bucket out in, the, in center field. That would be amazing. Brian Do- 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 Dozier, after, the, after this is the next day, this is t- t- today, has some more time to is think about it. Is he still upset about it? About it? Yeah, he said this. He said, this is a quote from him, when they didn't hold our runners on, they conceded to the fact that they didn't want us to steal, so we didn't steal. So I guess the previous inning, they got a runner on. We did not hold that. Oh, so he's doing the, didn't we steal. didn't drive up the score when we could have. He's so, getting into yeah. semantics. He says, we could have very easily stolen and put up more runs, so therefore, in return, you don't bunt. That's what everybody's missing in this whole thing. No. So he acknowledges what about the, everyone else is right. on the other side of him. What about the you don't shift? Yeah, the other argument is then why are you shifting? Yeah. Right. You don't shift. If you don't shift, he doesn't bunt. It's as simple as that. Cisco's not going to bunt if you have a third baseman there. Even, yeah, he's right. Yeah, even if even if we weren't holding the guys a base, we're giving up on the ball game. You guys with your seven-run lead, you're still shifting on him. Yeah, you're still trying to get that shutout. Yeah. What? And I still want my one hitter because there's a stat for one hitters. What kind of baseball player is he that he assumes the other team's just given up? I he's mean, an idiot. He's, he's a strawberry. He's going to be the king strawberry by the end of the season. 
already right. nominated on week one. Hey, on when, when you do your little arts and crafts and get, make that board, make sure you have a ma- manager slots as well. I might have him wearing a strawberry shortcake outfit in his little picture. Oh, I have a candidate for the coach, another coach too, another manager. Um, but seven nothing, I might give up actually. If you say who's give, I might give up a seven nothing. Oh, I, 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 I would have left the ball game if I was there. Yeah. So who <laughs> that's not up? unusual. Who right. gives up? Where would have we gone the sixth inning? Who gives up here? Right. Gone the or sixth. I, I would at least been walking around in the concourse. <laughs> but but did you hear it? Chris Davis's quote was, "If Francisco would have gotten out, he would have bunted." Yeah, he, he, I believe that. If that I doesn't make it. any sense, why didn't he bunt with Chris, with Francisco on the base? He pass? can say whatever he wants now. And so I tweeted, if Francisco and Chris Davis both got out, then I would have bunted too. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Davis late to the ball game. No, the uh, the other manager that I I think could be a candidate. I don't know if this falls in the strawberry or just kind of incompetence. Is this does that fall under strawberries? Gabe Kapler for the Phillies. Did you guys see this? Uh, the, uh, the over twins? the weekend. No, I, I'll use the Kapler on the Twins. No, that's no. Max okay. Kepler. Yeah. This is Gabe Kapler. Oh, well, my Phil, Phillies got blown out this weekend. Well, he was he went in for a pitching change, and he forgot to tell his guy to warm up when he walked out there. So he walked out there, told the bullpen guy, you know, I want the righty, and the righty was just sitting on the bench with his jacket off. So they had to throw off his jacket and throw a couple of warm-up pitches. Meanwhile, that clock was already running down, and he threw about three warm and then he came, and then he came, came into the game. And they were like, we can only give you three warm-up pitches. But they were all, this is already like a, a seven-minute right. ordeal because uh, uh, Gabe Kapler forgot. And this is a new coach, so Gabe there's Kapler. So no, there's no punishment for when that clock runs out? Apparently, they're, they, they're allowed to, but they didn't they, they did it this time. And the guy for Atlanta, the he, coach for Atlanta, got tossed. But they're sending a letter to the Phillies, a, a, a reprimand letter, for for this this. Oh, well, you never want to get a reprimand letter. But poor, letter. poor Gabe Kapler for the Phillies. He's only been there a few days. He's already been criticized for using like twelve bullpen arms over two days, <laughs> and now this incident. You feel a little. Bad. I feel a bad for him. I don't want to spend too much time with this, but what he pointed to the wrong arm, no, so that no. guy had to come in. No, he he pointed to the guy he wanted to come in, but he forgot. To, I guess he forgot, or there's miscommunication where that guy in the bullpen, no one in the bullpen was warming up, but he made the call for a reliever <laughs> to come in, but there was no one warming up. Oh, so a guy had to quick jump up, take his jacket off, and start throwing some balls. Yeah, so that sounds like he's got a little mismanagement going on there. Yeah. no co- Lack of communication with the bullpen. Yeah. And it gave me hope because I hope that's what happens with this Alex Cora and Aaron Boone, all these little new managers he's never right. managed before. I'm hoping for a lot of drama like that. I was I was hoping for some drama with this whole uh, mound visits, the MVR, and they made a big deal at it at the stadium to, look, you got the new MVR stat. That's on the scoreboard right next to the number of hits and runs. Right. What's yeah. the MBR? And you're just staring at Mountain visits. Mountain visits remaining. Uh, where you get, what, six it won't visits? Be, it won't be interesting until we play the Yankees, yeah. and it's a late in a ball game, and, and they want to change the pitcher every other batter. Right. But that doesn't apply to pitching changes, th- yes. does it? Yeah, it does. Because when, um, I guess he's not there anymore. I think it does. But when the old Yankee manager in September would pull a new pitcher for every batter. That's right, Girardi's right. not the manager. Right. Yeah, Girardi's Girardi would, would give a new pitcher for every batter. That's a team that uh, fires their manager after uh, they're no good. After they surpass all expectations yep. and make it deep into the playoffs. That's, uh, they won't suffer. Um, Beckham, is uh, you guys have watched the games. He's been struggling at third base. And my question for you is, is Beckham a bad third baseman, or have we been spoiled with watching Manny Machado for years that we've seen the, a great third baseman? I'd say he's below average. Uh, he's not. He's not obviously not Manny Machado level, 
but he's probably not the worst. Right, just de- on the defense. I'd say side. he's not that great. Is it that he's still learning? What do you think, Matt? I mean, every time we see Tim Beckham misplay a ball or not get to a ball. It's always Manny would have had it. Everyone's going to say. And it's immediately, it was the first thing to get there. It was a play, I don't know what day it was, where he backhanded the ball and he like dropped the backhand. Yeah. And everyone in the stadium, everyone watching te- on te- te- television, their first thought was, Manny would have made that play. Because, and there's there's no avoiding that. So Right, because there's no play possible that you, that anything that he struggles with is something that Manny would have had. Yeah, so it's really it's a good question, Josh. It's hard to assess because we're going to be biased. I think we're going to judge him more harshly because we watched Manny play there for the past five years. And now that we have, have someone else who's not Manny, anyone else who's not Manny would look bad. And I mean, he had a questionable play in the first uh, few innings of this game tonight. Ball's hit right to him with one out. Mm. He has a force out at third right there, but he doesn't tag the bag. He throws it to second base and only gets the one force out at second. Mm. So the guy at third is safe, and the guy at first is safe, and there's still two outs. Right. When if you're Tim Beckham, you have to know, can I turn two with this? Or at least just right. get the lead runner. Because well, if you can't turn two, you got to get the lead runner. Right, yeah. right. I mean, that's little. And, that, and hopefully that's hopefully it's him learning the position and him and Manny communicating where Manny needs to give him a little heads up. Coach him up, man. Like, like, like. like Back to our softball, where you'd have to yell at the guys who don't really know what they're doing, what to do when the ball is hit to them. Yeah. Poor guys. Yeah. But, I mean, again, we're, we're talking about three games here, but looking ahead, I'm just – we're watching this Houston game, and it's ugly, and, and it just – the schedule doesn't look in the Orioles' <laughs> favor. And, I mean, I, I, I predicted the Orioles would win the AL East. I would like to change it after three games, which is ridiculous. But <laughs> right. just it feels – it feels like we suck. The offense can't get get it going. I look at our offense. I'm like, man, from top to bottom, we got good hitters here. Right. Mm-hmm. Santander, he's a good hitter. He had a great spring training. Um, Adam Jones is is a proven, consistent hitter. When you got Scope and Machado Scope, batting back to back. Machado, two of the best hitters. And by right. the way, if you're looking at the home run watch, as I predicted, um, we got Jones with one. And uh, that's it. That's it. No, yeah. Beckham has a two run homer. That's right. But I'm saying, as I was I was watching. Uh, Scope and Machado compared to Judge and Stanton. Yeah, uh, I know Stanton hit a home run opening day. I don't know what else there. He had two. He had two on two opening day. Two on opening day. So yeah. they're off to a little. Judge and Stanton off to a little bit of lead. Yes, on, just on a Machado little bit. and Scope. So they need uh, to get it rolling. How much? I was thinking of this yesterday while watching the game. When your starting pitcher gives up four, six runs in the first inning, <laughs> uh, how much does that hurt you? Like then when you're at the plate, like are you? Yeah. If you're like Bert, you're giving up before the before you even <laughs> get your first at bats. Yeah. yeah. Well, we've seen it happen before where they give up four runs in the first inning, but then the offense comes in and scores oh, yeah. at least two or three well, to make when, it interesting. Right. Well, with Cashner, when that ball was flying off and every other batter was hitting a home run, I was like, oh, this is going to be fun. Everyone's hitting home runs tonight. <laughs> sure, we're going to hit home runs. And <laughs> Unless just, you're in an Orioles. Exactly. Four. I said, we got the bats. Yeah, I, I think that often comes, and Jim Palmer will talk about this, when you get a, a pitcher gets a four-run a four lead, he can be more aggressive. Sure, right. He doesn't have to paint corners. He can go right after hitters, and that can be a big advantage to to the pitcher that doesn't have to worry about about being perfect. Right. But what about on the other side? I don't, I'm not sure how that works mental mentally. Yeah, I or would. If it I, changes your game plan at I, the plate. I, I would think it would help your game plan if anything, right? Because you know, okay, I just got to get on base now because we're down by four. I can't hit a four run homer with no one on. Right. I can't. So, be, I can't be I the just, hero. Yeah. So I would. I would think actually it might help your mentality for the Orioles and say, okay, just whatever. I can to get on base. To. No, it doesn't. So whatever. All right. That's uh. You want to get to um, strawberry of the week? 
I got a good strawberry of the week this week. Sure. This doesn't count as uh, the Minnesota A strawberry twin. or a coconut. Are you a coconut or a strawberry? No, this is right. A, the twins don't count. They're in the hall. They're in the uh, yeah the all the, the, all the all strawberry team. team. <laughs> yeah, no. Th- th- uh, this is this is local still. This is an article that's coming from Baltimore.cbslocal.com forward slash 2018 forward slash zero four forward slash zero two forward slash Johns <laughs> dash Hopkins dash hospital dash interns dash short dash white dash coats forward slash. Okay, that's the website I'm reading this from. It's a long link. Yeah. So if you want to put it in there, you guys, do you want me to read it again for so our listeners can put it in there? They're looking they, for they it? can just no. hit rewind. Okay. Oh yeah, that's that's true. You got that button that's like reverse 15. 15 seconds. Yeah. 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 So just hit the reverse 15. You might need to hit it twice at this point. As, as you're typing it in. Yeah. Um. Anyway, this is uh, it's called the title of the article is Johns Hopkins interns will no longer wear short white coats. So apparently the interns for the first year there, um, like doctors in training, I guess, mm-hmm. would wear shorter coats, shorter white coats, you know, because the, the doctors wear the white jackets. Right. And and the the full on um hospitals not the interns but the established doctors would wear longer jackets than the interns okay but that's no longer happening now the interns can wear the same length of jackets as the veteran doctors right right so there's did they do anything to earn that no it says here here's here's the quote Uh, according to our media partners at the bottom of sun the newest class of residents in hopkins osler medical training program will wear the same longer coats other residents wear Younger generation. Here's the strawberry line. Okay, <laughs> this is the this is the strawberry line. Younger generations of residents were finding the different coats increasingly offensive, and it felt it unnecessarily distinguished them from other from the other residents. So, at what point are you gonna, when you join the military, you'll just get all your awards <laughs> and and, and uh, everything all at all at once? I just enlisted. I want to be a general. Right. <laughs> I, I'm offended when he's got more medals than I have. Yeah. Right. What's he done that I can't do? Right. Because, yeah, I know everything that that man with 40 years experience working in this hospital <laughs> knows. Yeah. Well, i tell you what. In, in teaching, I've never had this happen for a variety of reasons I won't get into right now. But when you get tenure, when you're out of school for more than three years, you get a thing called tenure. Mm-hmm. But with that tenure comes a golden apple. You get a golden apple. Oh, hey. And so, and so, I I want the golden apple now, even though I haven't been at that my school for for over three years. Though new teachers, I will say, new teachers we call them fresh meat. New teachers do have a scent, and so students can smell them a mile away. New oh, teachers, yeah, kids are smart, yeah, and eat them alive. But and they're animals, and they're animals. <laughs> they are. <laughs> they're they're like animals. Um, and so I bet it's the same thing with doctors. It's the same thing with doctors. We can smell a new doctor. Sure. Well, and it's not like you're laying in the hospital bed and uh, the doctor's telling you what's wrong with you, and you're like, "That's that's all well and good, but I want to hear from the doctor with the longer coat." Yeah, (laughs) I never even knew. Maybe this is just a Johns Hopkins thing, I guess. Though the 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 gentleman who delivered um, Silas, my baby, um, long coat, no pants. No, his (laughs) he wore pants, and his coat was, uh, I think, inadequate. I didn't really notice. Big red beard. But no, he had he had no beard because the kid looked like he was twelve, and so <laughs> yeah. I did want to ask for some credentials. Yeah, it's so like Doogie Hauser, or at least yeah. at least go to the hospital next time. Well, the guy gave me a good deal. Gru- Gru- Groupon, by the way, has some good deals on baby deliveries. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Good to know. All right. So that's what? our strawberry of the week. The young kids are unhappy at the. 
unhappy that they have to, <laughs> that, that they are yeah, distinguished right. with their short coats. They want to look like everybody else. Typical strawberries. Yeah. Although I can't drive past the Taco Bell now without seeing the Skittle Strawberry Freeze signs. So <laughs> let's not forget about that strawberry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for bringing that back up, Bert. So we have three against Houston, four against Yankees. That's the next seven games. Yep. Then we'll come back and we'll reconvene here on Section 336. We will. What Right now the Royals are one and two. Yes. Um, what will they be when we're back here next games, Monday? <laughs> three against Houston, four against Yankees. Um, that'll be a total of ten games. Right now, we're one and two. Okay. What will our record be at mm. ten games? And who do we play that Monday night? Uh, the Monday. The Toronto Blue Jays. So next time we're here in the studio, it'll be a home game. But I'm not counting the Blue Jays. I know. Yeah, because we won't know the result of that game while right. we're recording. So I'm right. just talking about the Houston and, and Yankee series. Ten games. What's the record going to be? I'm going with I'm going with four and six. That would be awesome. I would I would, I would, I would, I would take that. Sure. We be I'd be dancing on the tables right. at Fed I Hill. was definitely going to go worse than that. I, I I'll be happy if we can pull out three wins. Yeah that that means that means we would go three and four. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm perf- if we can get that's through a huge that's if, huge. Yeah, if we can get through April April with like that, that then I, I feel pretty good. Yeah. yeah. So I'm go- I'm going to go positive. That means after tonight we'll have to go three and three. I, I I gotta go positive because I gotta assume we're gonna score at least one run at some point. Okay, and you think one run is not to do it? No, but you know what I mean. We got maybe start. maybe on a game where uh, Dylan Bundy's pitching. We gotta okay. start. We gotta hit the ball at some point. Yeah, uh, I think we'll be back here uh, three and seven. We'll get one win in each of these two series, uh, preventing a sweep. Um, Cobb's not coming. In this, yeah, in the next not seven days, like the fourteenth or so now, Dylan Bundy will pitch in one more game in the seven. He'll pitch in one of them, I believe, right? Yeah. So that gives us. By the way, you said four, four and six, not six and four. Oh, yeah. I, hey, that would be something right there. Yeah. What did you say? I said three and seven. Since since Alice Cobb isn't here yet, and Dylan Bundy was only pitching one other game, I'm going to say two and eight. Yeah. Oh, so you're so saying, Dylan you're saying one win. win in the next week? It's going to be Bundy's going to get the win. And you know how it. ugly 105.7 callers are going to get? Yeah, uh, and they would be right. You know how how ugly Burt Rohde's going to get? Uh, I can't get any uglier than I am. I guess two and eight, Josh. We already have one win. We're going to win one game. <laughs> Who put Josh in charge of the win? I got you. I got you. <laughs> two and eight. I also you know, want so. a, a running track. Can, can we get a running score of of uh, Scope and Manny home runs versus Judge and Stanton? <laughs> yeah, we'll just we'll get a whole stat board up here for you. All right. I want to see that running stat until it gets too ugly, and then we'll have to take it down. By the way, I'm going to be wearing an Arizona Diamondbacks cap moving forward, especially once oh. the Orioles season's done. Oh, I toilet. forgot about that. That's a decent cap. That's I'm going to be a D-backs fan. That's not a bad thing to be a It's fan. not, because when you went down the list of all these eight, there were 18 teams, and there's the Blue Jays, there's the Yankees, there's the Red Sox. I was like, oh, that'd be a downer. Not yeah. the Washington Nationals, I don't want to wear that. Yeah. Diamondbacks, I, a, I could get back. No, I was a Di- Diamondbacks are perfectly fine. Yep. Plus, they got cool uniforms. So. That's good. I'll be I'll be rocking Diamondbacks cap here coming up soon. Yeah, that, that can be your National League team. It can be, and my four-year-old T-ball team. And maybe if things go really, ride or die, if things go really south, like I'm predicting, we might be able to transition to a Diamondbacks podcast. <laughs> we can cover uh, Albie and Georgie and see how they're doing. That might be more entertaining. <laughs> Who's leading in batting average? That's right. <laughs> Who can throw it uh, twenty feet? <laughs> All right, boys and girls, make sure you follow us on all the social media platforms that are available. Again, a shout-out to Loop League. Make sure you sign up for Loop League and get involved in all the cool stuff they're doing there. 
Um, follow us on Instagram at Sex2D6Show. Also like the Facebook page. We love iTunes reviews. Go ahead and write us a new iTunes review. We appreciate it. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Sex2D6. Follow Bert on Twitter. At Bert Rudy. Sorry. <laughs> Astros just hit a triple, man. I told you guys, you got to focus on the show while we're but doing the show. But triples are exciting. <laughs> Josh, I want all the TVs turned off next time. Big fat guy hitting the triple, too. You can also follow Josh on Twitter. At Josh Soroka. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. As always, go oh, Where's the run? Thank you for listening to the Section 336 podcast. Please go to iTunes and Facebook for all complaints or the occasional compliment. If I were you, I would not take any baseball advice from these guys. Josh and Matt were raised by an Orioles-obsessed father, and Bert, uh, well, Bert fell in love with Don Mattingly. He has a thing for mustaches.